am firmly of the opinion that like 95% of TV shows go for like two or three seasons longer than they should. They need to oh, they need to stop when it's still good, leave you wanting more, but just, you know, cut it before the cuz you can't you can't keep churning out consistent content for the, for too long. I mean, yeah. two or three seasons unless, unless you're us and it's a <laughs> podcast, but it yeah, it's just you know, they, they need to quit while they're ahead. Yeah. Simpsons is going on two decades too. Oh, good god. <laughs> yeah, Simpsons Jesus. is garbage now. All right, that was Paul McCartney with Big Boys Bickering. First time I heard that song, I was like, whoa, Paul McCartney just swore. That's a wild card. Wild card, bitches! (laughs) (laughs) Tonight we're going fucking wild again with another wild card episode. My name is Morgan. I'm the Paul McCartney of this podcast, and I am joined, as always, by the John Lennon of the group, Lachlan. (laughs) Yo, yo, yo. Oh, no. And Brad. <laughs> Doesn't even get Ringo. Yeah, I thought I was gonna get Ringo, and then you fucking hit me with nothing. Ouch! Oh, that hurts. How are we today, guys? Ready to be bigger than Jesus? Well, apparently not. I think we already are, to be honest. I mean, have you seen our stats? We are getting literally dozens of listens <laughs> per, per episode. Uh. Yeah, we've been doing pretty well lately, and um, this is a special episode, and I'm actually getting wild tonight. I'm drinking a beer on a school night, Uh but I'm doing doing it in celebration of a death. Uh, Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, the ISIS leader, is dead. Uh, When you're listening to this podcast, it'll be be a couple of weeks since he died, so the partying may have died down, but (laughs) tonight, we're fucking celebrating. Fuck that guy. Fuck you, Baghdadi. Mm -hmm. Died like a coward. All right. Like, Trump. Uh, we're gonna, like he lived. <laughs> Donald Trump's press conference when he's talking. He, he died like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> he was whimpering and crying. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it's awesome. uh, so not often um, we celebrate death, but fuck that guy. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to get wild tonight. We're just going to talk about something that we haven't run past the others. So we're all going to be surprised. Uh, before we start, though, Lachlan, do you want to crack open a cold one with the boys? It's time to crack open a cold one with the boys. Now, because this is a wild card episode. Wild card, and we can just yeah. do whatever the fuck we want. Uh, yeah. I don't have a beer tonight. Oh, here we go. What, um, I, what I have this week is a Koyomi Highball, which is uh, shochu, a Japanese spirit made from rice. Blended with yuzu and lime. Jesus, this is fucking as wild as wildcard gets. This is outrageous. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. So, uh, it's from Japan. 0.8 standard Weaving. drinks in this 250ml can. So, it's 4.2% alcohol. Uh, mm. And it is in a can, box, which you'll be yeah. happy with. Yeah. Oh. Oh, God. The little tab bent as I opened it. Oh. That, was, that was flimsy cans. Yeah. That's right. Goddamn Japanese. Probably heard about this on your favorite anime or something. Oh, that is delicious. <laughs> oh, really? It's basically, wow. it's like flavored, isn't it? Like it's... Um, yeah, you zoom like, along. Yeah, it's quite like, from what I remember I showed you, it's, they've usually, they've this all different flavors. They're really quite nice. Oh, excellent. Um, might have to try it. All right. Thanks for the recommendation, Lachlan. Cracking over a cold one. Um, all right. So, tonight we're each going to talk about something different and Lachlan is going to go 
first. Yeah, for those not familiar with the wildcard format, uh, you know, normally we all talk about something surrounding the same topic. This yeah, it's week. all related. That's right. But today it's uh, a wildcard wild episode. <laughs> we don't. We just all pick some random shit and we don't run it past each other, so yeah. it can get pretty crazy. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to the day that we both like we all pick the same thing and it just the episode <laughs> goes for 15 minutes. Ash Ash has asked me what will happen if that ever happens, and I just tell her it'll be funny. <laughs> it will be yeah. very funny. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be good. We'll see who did it better. Yeah. All right, Lucky. Smash it out. Let's do it. A ghost gun is a firearm mm. produced without a serial number. Uh. Untraceable and thus three times as scary as a traditionally manufactured gun. It's, <laughs> is it? Am I stupid, but I just pictured, like, an ethereal, ghostly-looking gun then. <laughs> no, when you say, I'm like, oh, please. Brad, <laughs> I can't wait to hear about these fucking- Oh, Jesus sp- Christ. Spectre guns. No, these are- Ghost means untraceable. Yeah. These aren't no. real. <laughs> I just took it literally. Here in okay? Australia, with our fascist, oppressive gun laws, it is illegal <laughs> to produce a gun without a serial number. That's lucky, because criminals, by their very nature- don't want to break the law, so they won't make illegal guns to use <laughs> while they rob and murder. <laughs> In America, the land of the free, it's a different story. You are allowed to make your own firearm without a serial number and without registering it, except in California. What a shock. <laughs> Enthusiasts California. and survivalists have been making their own guns for years in the US, and it's surprisingly not that difficult. Let's look at the AR-15 as an example. The only part of an AR-15 rifle that the US government considers to be a gun is the lower receiver, the part that accepts the magazine. Every other part of the gun, the stock, barrel, bolt, carriage, trigger, etc. is not a gun and can be purchased by anyone with no background check, no serial number and no registration. Even the lower receiver itself, if it is no more than 80% complete, is not a gun but a simple block of <laughs> aluminium. <laughs> of course. Anyone can buy all of these parts, no questions asked, and using a drill press, a Dremel, or even a set of hand files if they're really dedicated, can bore out a cavity in the lower receiver and suddenly have a fully functioning, untraceable AR-15. This became even easier in 2014, when Defence Distributed, an online open-source hardware organisation... <laughs> released the Ghost Gunner, a $2,000 CNC machine the size of a microwave built and programmed specifically to mill out the remaining 20% of an 80% lower receiver. Don't worry too much, though. These homemade guns are still made of metal. They'll still set off a metal detector. Your gun-free zones are as safe as they've ever been. Not safe. But what if they weren't made of metal? (laughs) 3D printing as a technology has been around since the 80s, but only in the last 10 or so years has it entered the hobbyist space. The price and barrier to entry has lowered exponentially in recent years. I have a $300 3D printer in my garage that can print faster and at a higher quality than the machines my brother used in university eight years ago, which were the size of a room and cost tens of thousands of dollars. In 2013, Defence Distributed released CAD models online for what they called the Liberator, a 3D printed plastic functioning firearm. 
A few hours later, the US State Department had the files taken down, stating that they violated international traffic in arms regulations, which prohibit everyone but the US government from providing weapons to foreign militias. (laughs) This is the internet, though. And in the short time the CAD files were available, they were downloaded over 100,000 times. Oh, no. These CAD files could be fed into a 3D printer, and a few hours later, it would spit out all the parts to assemble a working gun. So yesterday, that's what I did. I 3D printed a gun. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) It's like so many shades of illegal. When, when Lockheed bought his 3D printer, he was like printing figurines and stuff. He's like, check it out. And I, I said to Lockheed, can you print me a gun so I can kill politicians? <laughs> <laughs> and he laughed. And then he went away and thought, hey, that's a really good idea. <laughs> uh, are we accomplices now? Is it? Like associates after the fact. I was wondering if I was wondering if I'd get in trouble with Facebook because I wrote on Facebook Messenger, "Can you print me a gun so I can kill politicians?" <laughs> and I was just—it's obviously a joke, but I was wondering if I'd get pulled up on something like that. Well, you might now. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're on a list. We're all on a list now. I have a working knowledge of the dark web. I know how to access Tor hidden sites and how to cover my digital tracks. I didn't need to do any of that. Oh, my God. The files to print the Liberator are not hard to find. I'm talking first page of Google. Well. I downloaded Mm. all the models for the Liberator, put them into a program called a slicer to convert them to printing instructions, then whacked them onto my 3D printer. It was very, very easy. Literally any idiot could do this. It took about 12 hours to print and used maybe $4 worth of plastic. I had to file some parts down a little bit to get them to fit together, but if I was so inclined, I'm very confident that I could make adjustments to have it come off the printer ready to go. It took me maybe half an hour to assemble, but that was without any instructions. Now that I know how it goes together with parts printed at a better tolerance, it would take me less than five minutes to build. I don't have any bullets, (laughs) so I can't say for sure that my plastic gun would work, but it fires like it should. It was a really weird feeling holding the Liberator in my hands. I've held and fired guns before, and the weight is always something that strikes me. It makes shooting feel real, gives it a certain gravity. My Liberator is plastic and bright orange. It weighs a couple of hundred grams at most. It looks and feels like a toy, but is a real functioning firearm. Now, in America, just like with the 80% lower receiver, this is perfectly legal. There is a small caveat in that firearms must be detectable by a metal detector. Defense distributed were kind enough to model a cavity into the body of the gun where a small block of steel can be inserted to meet this requirement. In Australia, however, it's more of a grey area. Or an orange area. (laughs) Like I said earlier, producing your own firearm in Australia is illegal, flat out. What constitutes a firearm is a bit more open to interpretation. According to the Firearms Act 1996, a firearm is a gun or other weapon that is or at any time was capable of propelling a projectile by means of an explosive. I think this is my loophole, even if our lawyer told me this was a terrible idea. (laughs) Oh my god, (laughs) our lawyer on return. (laughs) The Liberator needs one non-3D printed part to function, a nail. Plastic is not hard enough to ignite the primer in a bullet casing, so a nail needs to be used as a firing pin. 
I have not put the nail into my Liberator. So it is not and has not at any time been capable of propelling a projectile. By that definition, mm-hmm. it is not a firearm. See you in court, my lovely guys. <laughs> <laughs> if I get sent to prison, I want you guys listening to promise me you'll start using the hashtag Free Lachlan. <laughs> I can't wait to see you on the front page of like the Herald Sun being let out of a court. And they'll be like, the crazy that printed his own gun. And talked about killing politicians. <laughs> I didn't talk about. I didn't uh, talk about killing hey, politicians. You're in a group that mentioned killing politicians. You were basically <laughs> you just thought about it. Plan- <laughs> planning- thought crimes aren't illegal yet. Oh my god, you are walking a tightrope there, sir. Gray area. Gray Do you have area. actually actually have access to a bullet though that you could put in it? Um, well, you need a gun license to buy bullets. Oh, I don't have a gun license, which is why it's illegal for me to own this. <laughs> Plastic gun. <laughs> if you had a gun license, would it be legal for you to own this gun? I think I could probably... Actually, no, because it doesn't have a serial number. Yeah. What if you just wrote, like, 6969 <laughs> on I'd the side to, of it? I think I would have to take it to, a um, like, an actual weapons manufacturer and have it serialized by them. But yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure there's some way to legally own one. Holy shit. The Liberator is not an excellent gun. It can only fire a single bullet. And it has a tendency to explode when it's fired. (laughs) (laughs) But it is untraceable, undetectable, and incredibly easy to produce. It doesn't take a lot of creativity to imagine how a gun that can be made at home and taken anywhere might be used. And to the law enforcement officers listening to this, (laughs) I hope you like our podcast. Please subscribe so you can get our episodes in the future. (laughs) I like... (laughs) And I'd like to assure you that my Liberator has been destroyed as of recording, and I don't plan on making another one. (laughs) And if you do raid my house, please don't shoot my dogs. (laughs) Oh, my God. Was it like a a handgun? Yeah, it's a handgun. Okay. Which is extra illegal in Australia. Yeah, that's I was going to say. That's like more more illegal than the other illegal guns. Yeah, super duper illegal. Yeah. Um, Holy shit! Yeah, man. but I've, I've I've seen the video. the The guy from Defense Distributor, his name's Cody Wilson. Cody Wilson, he, yeah. He um, printed out this Liberator and then he took it outside and he shot it. And he would, like just before he shot it, he looked at the camera. and He's like, "There's a good chance this is going to explode." Yeah, <laughs> or something like that. But he shot it and it worked fine. And you know, it's a shitty gun. And Defense Distributed deals mainly in those AR lowers. Yeah, because of the. Yeah, the it's, weird it, classifications in America. So this this isn't really what Defense Distributed does. It was more like a prop, saying like, "Look, we can actually a, create it's a, a gun proof from of scratch. concept more than anything." It's yeah, yeah it's exactly. like you said. They're just saying we can do this. Um, and actually, since 2013, when the Liberator um, debuted, there's actually been a lot of other people and organizations have made more sophisticated designs um, that you can 3D print. Um, so there's one called the Songbird, um, which looks more like a real pistol. Uh, it takes a 9mm bullet. There's a whole series of them called the Shuddy, um, which are actually semi-automatic 3D Holy printed shit. guns. Um, it's it's crazy. And like I said, this stuff is not hard to find. It's like the, you can. there's torrents that just contain the files for all of them that you can download and... Yeah. And print. Now, in, in Victoria, it is not illegal to possess those files. It is in New South Wales. You're not allowed to have the files. Oh. Um, 
it, yeah, that's that's a whole other uh, kettle of fish that um, <laughs> well, we can discuss that, one day. Speaking of that, um, I know Defence Distributor is in a lot of legal trouble, as mm-hmm. you could imagine, in America. But when they defend themselves in court, they argue strictly on a First Amendment uh, yeah, absolutely. Basis. They say yeah. they don't say no. They say no. This is not a Second Amendment issue. This is not about guns and your right to own guns. This is a First Amendment issue. It's about these files. We have produced these files, and it's just information that's on the internet. People are ha- allowed to have access to information. We have nothing to do with, um, you know, actual gun sales. So it's yeah. not a Second Amendment issue. It's a First Amendment, which is yeah. very clever. And I've mm. I've seen um, interviews with Cody Wilson. He he always says he's not. He's not set out to like arm people. He's he's out there to um, get people politically activated. <laughs> get so, him talking. Yeah, yeah. He wants, he, to, like, he, wants yeah. Them, he wants them to think about the the issue and the concept rather than the fact that um, you can three D print a gun. So when you said it had it, it can fire one bullet, is that one bullet at a time or one bullet and then it's spent? Um. So the the bullet loads into the barrel, and the barrel is a replaceable part. So you could, if it didn't explode on you, yeah. which is about a 50-50 chance of that happening, but you could just have a whole bunch of barrels mm. with bullets in them ready to go, and you could just pop the barrel yeah. out, put another okay, one but, in, and shoot it. Yeah. So it's been it's designed to be a one-shot, and then that's it, basically, yes. if you don't have yeah. barrels on yeah. hand. Okay, yes. so I guess he was semi-responsible in that regard, that- you know, no one's going to well, take this and shoot up a school, are they? Yeah, it's it's um like like Morgan said before, it's more of a proof of concept than anything. Yeah. It, it was never designed to be a useful gun. Yeah, which I, that's what I mean. Like it, as a proof yeah. of concept, it shows, but it also you can't use it after one shot. Which I mean, it's not going to no, help if you right. gangland yeah, no, execute no. someone. That they're no. still going to have a shitty day, but you're also not going to go shoot up. That's a school. right. If if you were if you were setting out to commit a crime, um, mm. you'd be much better off buying a stolen gun or stealing a gun yourself. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, than, of course. than 3D printing one of these. But- I'm not sure about the people making the semi-automatic ones. So <laughs> I feel like... Yeah, yeah it's- but let's be honest. The Liberator is not for for criminals or gangs or anything. No. It's for nerds. Yeah. It's for people who are Absolutely. like, oh, that- imagine if I could print my own gun. Wouldn't that be cool? And it's, mm. it's them being nerdy like you, Lachlan, and printing <laughs> yeah. a gun at home. Like, it's That's not- right. It's not- just to see. Uh, I, j- I just uh, did it to see if I could. Yeah. Also, yeah, you didn't print a gun criminals. or a firearm, did you? Like, you printed something that looks like one. <laughs> Let's just clarify well, that's, that. That's the thing. That's the yeah. thing. It's plastic, and I'm trying to give you, you an know, out here. What, <laughs> what what constitutes a gun? I think it's a really interesting conversation because, like in the US, uh, only the lower receiver, when it's more than eighty percent complete, constitutes a gun. So, yeah. what's what's the difference between me printing the Liberator? And printing something that looks like it but isn't the same, like you know, it's it's where where do you draw the line? Yeah, like yeah. if I printed it, it prints in several pieces. But if I just printed one piece, like a one piece model of it, does that still count? Because mine know. isn't <clears throat> functional; it doesn't have the firing pin in it. Yeah. I would say is the functionality is the difference between that and a toy. Well, I suppose we'll find out at my trial, won't we? <laughs> I look forward to this argument, and I'm glad we have a lawyer on retainer. Yeah, he's um, not going to be glad. N- <laughs> I am. I am excited for this future where three um, D printed guns become a real thing because mm-hmm. you know at, at the moment it's in, in its infancy. But I mean, the idea that you could ban a book or you could ban 
a movie or a song yeah. these days just seems absolutely ridiculous. Whereas 20 uh-huh. years ago, you, you know, the government could ban a movie, the government could ban a book. But now it's just like, okay, you ban it, whatever. Yeah, I'll with the it. internet, you, like, could, yeah, you, too bad. you still access you it. Can't, you can't ban books, you can't ban movies, you can't ban songs, you can't ban, like, any sort of speech. So, that, that question's done. Mm. We don't have to worry about that. So... It's it's good. It's no matter what they want to censor, they can't censor. So yeah, that's right. Hopefully, it, that'll three D printed guns essentially nullify gun control in America. Yeah, and um, they might help us out one day. I don't know, but yeah, yeah. I think that's exciting. The technology can just bypass Absolutely. governments, and the government can ban everything they want. And the technology is just like okay, you that's ban right. it. I don't care. That's right. <laughs> and I I did uh, I did see the Young Turks actually call for three D printers to be banned. Um, <laughs> One of the hosts said, why do, we, why do we let people have these machines that can just make a gun? Uh, they should be banned. So <laughs> here's, here's what you do if that's, your 3D that's the printer kind of gets thinking. That, uh, Here's what you do if your 3D printer gets banned. Before they come back to take it, you 3D print another 3D printer. <laughs> which is actually possible. That is, that is not a no, ludicrous not. thing to say. You can 3D print mm, like... 90% of a 3D printer. Yeah. Oh, really? Yep. You couldn't print 3D print a functional <laughs> one, though, could you? Well, no, you'd have to you buy some parts. make it functional. But then, then same thing. What what defines a 3D printer? Yeah. yeah. Can I can I just buy stepper motors off the internet and print the rest? Yes. But yeah. is that a 3D printer in the eyes of the with government? shit. What, yeah, mm. that's right. We're getting season two in here. You know, what constitutes identity? <laughs> yeah, here? this is I fucking mean, deep, I mean, man. Yeah, I think, it's, I, think it's a very, I think it's a very interesting concept, 3D printed guns and- um. Yeah, it's just an interesting conversation that I think everyone should think about. You know, do, yeah. uh, it, it, do you just have a knee jerk reaction to it and say, "Oh, guns are bad. We we have to stop this," or do you look at it as a more philosophical question, like Cody Wilson intended it to be, and say, "Okay, what does this mean for freedom of speech, mm. self defense?" Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. That was that was good. Yeah. Brad, do you want to? You want to go think, next? Think how much publicity we'll get if I go to jail. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> call the cops, yeah. bitch. Who's gonna, care? who's gonna fucking edit though? <laughs> okay, Brad, do you want to go next? Yeah, well, I mean, after that, uh, I don't think mine's gonna get quite quite as deep and philosophical. But what you haven't I'll, done uh, anything illegal this week? <laughs> Sorry, legally grey. Legally, legally grey. Yeah, grey. Don't 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 give up your defence immediately. Jesus, go on. <laughs> Um, no. <laughs> um, today I've decided to talk about one of the most badass revenge plots in all of history. Oh, the forty-seven Ronin. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I was uh, I was on YouTube recently and I saw a clip from the twenty thirteen movie named Forty Seven Ronin, starring Keanu Reeves, and I thought to myself, "Geez, oh. those crazy Japanese people. Good thing this is only a movie. Oh, <laughs> how wrong I was." <laughs> this shit actually happened. Now, before you say it, yes, there wasn't hot dragon transforming ladies or weird Voldemort looking dudes who can phase shift oh, through what? time, knocking about in the Edo period in Japan. But Probably was. My animes tell me differently. <laughs> yes, they do. You weeb. Um, <laughs> the, st- <laughs> the story of belated revenge for the master um, by 47 Ronin is 100% true. Now, before I delve any further in, there's going to be a few Japanese terms, uh, so I'll get them out of the way before, just in case anyone doesn't understand them. So this is like okay. the glossary. 
This is like the glossary. <laughs> All right. What's the Japanese word for glossary? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible glossary. So now this one I'm really <laughs> uh, I'm covering, <clears throat> but I'm sure like most people know. But a samurai was a position of high esteem in feudal Japan. Warriors with great political power, similar to a knight in medieval Europe. Okay? Mm-hmm. All right. Pretty simple. <laughs> okay. If a samurai were to lose his master, it meant losing his place in society, relegated Ooh. to a wandering mercenary called a ronin. So, basically, mm-hmm. masterless oh, yeah, samurai. Sense. Yep. Um, to continue with the European analogy, daimyo were lords, and they were the masters of samurais. So, very similar to lords in medieval England. Um, Damio themselves, though, reported to a shogun, um, which is probably the medieval equivalent of, like, a king, um, who, but the, the Damios were, like, a military leader, so they took force, they took power by force, they they, Uh they weren't born into it, it was who was able to unite, um, unite the country. Um, and finally... Seppuku is the act of ritual suicide <laughs> by abdominal disembowelment. Reserved for samurai, it was a way for them to retain their honor in defeat. Okay. So those are the main terms you'll hear. Samurai, Shogun, Daimyo, uh, Ronin, and Seppuku. Sudoku. <clears throat> Sudoku. Commit <laughs> Sudoku. Yep. The tale of the infamous 47 Ronin begins in 1701 at Edo Castle in Japan. Daimyo's Asano... Naganori and Kamei Korachika were ordered to host a befitting reception for the emperor. Uh, the shogun and his envoy. So there was, I also should clarify this, there was an emperor, but he was sort of like a figurehead at the time. The shogun ruled the country, similar to like the pope. Uh-huh. I guess. Um, so the, yeah, the, the shogun and his envoys. Um, it was alleged that Asano was unable to afford the ritual payment as gift uh, that was expected by the shogun, and as such, drew the ire of Kira Yoshinaka, a powerful official in the shogun's shogunate. All right? Shogunate obviously being, like, his party of envoys. Uh-huh. All right. Okay, I know this is fucking a lot of words here, but okay. <laughs> as the evening Learned progressed- some Japanese, it's good. As the evening progressed, Kira continued to berate and humiliate Asano. By the end, oh, even Asano- Japanese don't like that. You know, you can don't fucking oh. make fun of Japanese people in public. Blue space. Yeah, I know. And they and- Supreku you first, <laughs> and then they Supreku themselves. <laughs> You're actually not far off what's about to happen. Um, oh! <laughs> eventually, Asano could stand no more and hunted down Kira. When he found Kira, he drew his dagger and slashed his face, permanently disfiguring oh. him. Although Kira nice. had survived the attack, Asano had drawn a weapon in Edo Castle, which is highly illegal. Oh, Upon hearing of this, Asano was sentenced to commit ritual sep- sep- seppuku by the shogun. That's fucking oh, badass. I didn't it's know like- that they could get sentenced to that. I thought yep. it was something they chose to do themselves. No. He, you can be oh. forced to commit ritual suicide. Okay, Otherwise- so it's kind of like we're, we're going we're gonna to execute you, but if you want to keep your honor, you can kill yourself. Yes, essentially. Okay. Yeah. So, is it true, Brad? You can tell us if you do your seppuku, mm-hmm. like after you rip your stomach out, does somebody come over and behead you? Uh, that came in in 16th century. Before that, it was, there was <laughs> no. But yes, yes, they do. They call it a second. There's a Japanese term for it. But yes, you you actually pick the person who's going to be your second. <laughs> Who would I pick out of you? Yeah, I know. Um, May. 
Definitely me. <laughs> I don't think Brad can go through with it. I definitely yeah. can. <laughs> yeah, Brad loves me too much. <laughs> anyway, after he was sent to Sepugu, um and he was dead, his lands were to be seized and his samurai made ronin. So, um, yeah, when, when uh, a leader died, they would seize the lands and if your master died, usually a lot of ronin would either attempt to get revenge if that was an issue or um, just wander as ronin. Pretty simple. Just hang out. Yeah. Um, Asano committed seppuku the same day as the attack um, so, pretty short turnaround there. And Swift justice system. Yeah. When news <laughs> reached his 300 samurai, 47 chose to make a secret pact. Led by oh. Oishi Yoshio, the men met and decided that they would fulfill their master's last wish and kill Kira Yoshinaka. Nice. The shogun had predicted a response similar, but ruled that no revenge could be taken as the offense was not the attack on Kira, rather drawing a weapon in Edo Castle, so there was no revenge to be sought. Also, side note, I found out that in feudal Japan, it was really common for Ronin to avenge their masters after their death. It was even encouraged. Yeah. Makes sense. So well, if they you, do- the reason you're a Ronin is because your master's been killed. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. So you don't if want they, to be a Ronin. Yeah. If they died trying, it was considered an honorable death. And if they succeeded, power to them. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, with the Shogun's ruling and Kira on alert, the men decided to bide their time. The Ronin dispersed and took up jobs as farmers and labourers. Oishi himself knew that he would be watched by the ever-suspicious Kira and took to becoming the most degenerate person he could be. (laughs) 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 To alleviate Kira's suspicions, he took to drinking and hanging out in brothels, and Oishi knew that retribution for his revenge would come swiftly after their success, so he left his wife and continued on with the plot. Wow. Mm -hmm. Making that brave sacrifice. (laughs) <laughs> Damn, Damn. Drinking, drinking all day oh, no. and banging hookers. Shit. Yeah. Uh, Do you think he was you you gotta feel sorry too for dedicated the to the job? <laughs> Did we forget about it? <laughs> yeah, he snapped it's out like of his time. stupor and then was like, oh it's shit. It's time to activate our sleeper cell who's in the brothel. And he's like, ah, we can wait a few weeks. <laughs> well, try two years. Wow. Yes, for two years, the 47 Ronin bide their time. Damn it, drinking and whoring for two years, that yeah, poor mate. son of a bitch. <laughs> when Oishi felt that he destroyed his reputation enough for Kira to let his guard down, he assembled his comrades. Uh, in some real Ocean's Eleven style shit, some of the Ronin who'd taken up work as workmen were able to gain access to Kira's compound. They figured oh. out the layout and reported back to Oishi. Nice. Mm. On December 14th, 1702, Oishi launched his attack. He split his forces with half assaulting the rear while he led the assault on the front gate. <laughs> Drums. Assaulting the Grow rear. Up, <laughs> Grow up. Drum- <laughs> Fucking hell. Drums sounded the simultaneous attacks and after scaling the walls, Oishi and his 47 Ronin set about cu- cutting down the 41 people inside. When all was said and done, 18 of Kira's men were dead and not a single Ronin was injured. Nice. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Oishi tracked down Kira, who was pretending to be a servant, and and when his distinctive facial scar gave Coward. him away, dragged him out into the courtyard. Oishi offered Kira the chance to keep his honor by committing seppuku, but when Kira <laughs> tried to bribe him, he cut his fucking head off. Wow. That's fucking metal. Straight up lopped that thing off. We call that a first, yeah. not a second. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, with their mission of success, the Ronin took Kira's head and rode to their master's tomb in Sengaku-ji, 
where they presented it to the fallen Asano. Having avenged their master, 46 of the Ronin immediately handed themselves over to the nearest guards. The 47th rode to the Aiko province, uh, once Asano's land, and reported to everyone of their success. The men were separated into four groups to prevent any plans of escape by the authorities. Kira's head was retrieved from the temple. Um, sorry, the temple monks, because they were hanging onto it for some reason, by two of his <laughs> friends for burial. Why not? And the rumors of the Ronin's actions begun to spread like wildfire. Um, the Shogun had quite a problem on his hands, though. The Ronin had followed the principles of Bushido in gaining... Uh, revenge for their master, but they had defied him and his law as Shogun. On top of this... Ooh, what do you do? Yeah, I know. It's a, it's a tricky one. So, on top of this, the 47's infamy grew and people began to petition for their release. So, the Shogun would go on to decree that the men were guilty of murder, but rather than being hung as criminals, which is very dishonorable, uh-huh. they were ordered to commit honorable <laughs> seppuku. <laughs> the Ronin were pretty thrilled with this outcome. <laughs> They got to have an honourable death, and their families were protected from any retribution. Having cleared <laughs> theirs and their daimyo's name, the shogun also allowed Asano, Asano Nagahiro to take over some of his brother's land and re-establish the Asano name. So, pretty good deal for them. They got to yeah. live on their, re-revive their master's name by taking revenge. On the 4th of February, 1703, 46 of the Roman committed ritualist seppuku. Clad in white, they sat on their knees and took a small dagger called a tanto, stabbing it into their abdomen on the left side oh. and working it right. Each, oh. each man nominated a kaishakunin, or second, to release them from their pain at the moment of agony by decapitation. Ugh. Yep. Um, <laughs> the youngest of the 46 was Oishi Yoshino's own son, Oishi Chikara, who was just 15 at the time of the attack God and 16 damn. when he committed seppuku. What a boss. I know. What a baller. All the men's bodies were transported and buried at Sengaku-ji in front of their master's tomb, where you can still visit them to this day. Now, nice. in case anyone's wondering, the 47th ronin, Terasaka Kichimon, was pardoned by the shogun when he returned from the Yako province to meet up with his brothers. This fucking crazy motherfucker actually came back when he found out that they were, like, getting executed. He still rode back. Yeah, that's an honourable thing to do. Yeah, I know. Super honourable. And he lived until the age of 87, dying in 1747, where he was then buried alongside his fellow Ronin. So, guys. Wow. The Japanese. Were the adversaries or were the adversaries? (laughs) (laughs) These guys. So, which which one of those guys was the white guy? (laughs) Which one was Kai? (laughs) Uh, Keanu Yeah, yeah, Keanu Yeah, well, that's his name in the movie is Kai I I think there was actually one named Kai But I don't think he was a He was a white? Middle-aged white guy God damn <laughs> Fucking Hollywood whitewashing <laughs> Yeah, this But this is why Japan A smallish country compared to the rest of Asia Took over Asia Yeah is because they They'll <laughs> you tell 46 Japanese men that they get to stab themselves in the stomach yeah. and they're like, yes. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, and they know how they to hold it. a fucking grudge. Like, you know, in the past when we talked about people who snapped, Marvin Hemeyer held his grudge for you know, close to two years. Oh, yeah. With the killdozer. But these guys, they they fucking went above and beyond. They held the grudge, but then they went and worked shitty jobs to yeah, hide it. I don't it. think I could stay angry for that long. Yeah. It was just, they were like, oh, 
oh, that sustained plotting rage, that calm rage. I love it. Yeah. The best time to get revenge is when it's so far since the event yeah, that yeah. nobody's even expecting it anymore. <laughs> and then when you show up and fucking <laughs> kill them, they're yeah. like, what? <laughs> For all those years ago? <laughs> I think there's an expression about that. I can't think of it, though. Mm. Revenge is a dish best served five years after. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, there, is, there was actually- there's, there's also a story related to it, is that while well, he- oh, he- Oishi was whoring his way around um, Tokyo. Um, someone came across him, like, drunk on the street, and they spat in his face and told him that he had oh, no honor rude. because he refused to avenge his master. Oh. And that, that same guy, when know. he heard of his revenge, went to the guy, to went to Oishi's tomb and committed suicide in front of it because of the shame <laughs> he felt. Good God. 48 <laughs> thrown in there that no one talks about. Man, if I killed myself every time I felt ashamed, fucking hell. <laughs> that guy, that last guy is like the um, the people from Heaven's Gate who killed themselves <laughs> afterwards. Yeah. Like, they left the group and then afterwards they killed themselves. Yeah. This guy's like, look, I wasn't part of it. It's cool. I want to get involved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, uh, just like Japan, some people have it like in a time a tough time understanding why suicide is such a big problem in japan and it's because their whole culture there was a large part of it like any kind of defeat in a battle would yeah rather than lose your honor you would kill yourself so it's 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 culturally it's it's not viewed the same way which is weird because uh, on like the other side of the coin they are some of the most fucking depraved people in the world like (laughs) Have you seen some of their porn? Like, you'd yeah. think they'd be ashamed of that. But secret they, shame, they, secret shame, not yeah. public shame. <laughs> okay. Public shame, you, 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 you're going to kill yourself. Secret <laughs> shame, that's how you live. All right? When it, when your secret shame becomes public, that's that's when it's time to go, I guess. But Yeah, that's fair. That makes sense. Yeah. But, yeah, no, it's it, it's just crazy that, that seppuku, especially I found super fascinating, like yeah. the way that it turned into an entire ritual. So, it initially started as a battlefield thing. Um so a captured samurai would ask for the opposing forces would usually be the second. Like they'd cut his head when they felt bad after he'd committed seppuku. But then it became- <laughs> bad? Yeah, well, like- Doesn't sound very Japanese. <laughs> like, well, <laughs> because the way that seppuku works is if you don't go deep enough, you don't cut the artery and you Ugh. don't die. You just bleed yeah. and bleed and bleed, but you don't die. Um, and you just obviously got your, you know, guts hanging out. So that's why they brought in the second to re- release people right as they're, you know, at their peak of pain. Um, but the whole thing is was like a spectator sport. People would come and watch all these people commit seppuku. <laughs> they would legit, they because they'd be all dressed in nice white robes. They'd write a death poem beforehand, um, have a ritual drink of sake, and everything is all clean and neat, and then they would just splatter the area with blood. With and it's crazy. But also, I found out that samurai didn't like to be seconds because if they messed it up, um, it was considered like a slight on their their record. Oh, then they'd have to they'd have to commit seppuku. <laughs> no, it just, just and get bad. someone else to chop their head, and they could just like become a like a chain reaction type thing. They said that there was there was no upside in it because if they messed up the cut and the person, you know, you like. Went mm. like two thirds of the way through, and their head was just flapping yeah. around. It looks <laughs> bad. Like on them. Yeah, it looks. 
if you OJ oh, the cut, it just looks bad as a samurai. And then if you got it right, no one gave you any kind of applause for it because, you know, you've just killed a man. So, yeah. <laughs> samurai actually apparently really hated being seconds. So they would get, you know, family members or high ranking officials to do it, which is pretty fucking gnarly to be like, hey, son, do you mind just lopping my fucking head off? Cut my fucking head off. Yeah. Oh. God damn. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. What, what a culture. Yeah. No, I, ancient Japan is so fascinating. It is. Well, it's not really ancient, but, you know, yeah. like medieval Japan. Feudal Japan. It's fascinating. Feudal Japan. Feudal. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Feudal age. Age vampires Japan. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Nobunaga and shit. Yeah. It's uh, it's nuts. Yeah. I, I, I'm i fascinated by it. Like, Is it called is it called seppuku when you say it and then when you write it down, it's harikari? No, nah, that was- that um, I did come across that. There was another name that was used where- by French people who were the first people to witness it, and they referred to it as Haiku. Um, but the actual name is Seppuku. So I'm not 100% sure where that came mm. from. But yeah. I think they used it interchangeably because Chris Brown sings Harry Curry in one song. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yes, Chris Brown is yeah. the source of all knowledge regarding Seppuku and Japanese yeah, okay. feudal culture. So. Uh. Uh, it's time for my segment. Yep. So, wild card segment. Um, wild card, I've, decided- yeah! I've decided to throw my wild card segment back onto you guys by oh. getting you guys to play a game of Would You Rather oh, that I've constructed for you. Yes. Okay. okay, I look All forward right. to this. Yep. Okay, so I've given Lachlan some sounders. Just to introduce the idea of the uh, the would you rather that we're going to do. So, <laughs> okay. they're going to get progressively, you know, more disgusting, let's say, or harder. So, yeah. we're going to start off with one that, you know, nice, e- eases into it right. quite nicely. So, luckily, keep I sound number one. Alright guys, so would you rather have one million dollars today or ten million dollars in ten years? Million dollars today. Oh no delayed gratification for luck. No. He wants it. How many liberators could you print with a million dollars? (laughs) (laughs) You'd have your own child army. I think I could Australia. I I think I could be sensible enough to turn a million dollars today into more than ten dollars ten million dollars in ten years. Yeah, so that's the Bitcoin. thing I'm thinking is, is inflation. <laughs> um, I'll Defense distributed them- actually have their own cryptocurrency, if uh, if you're interested. You know, I think dark wallet. <laughs> I think I'll take the 10 million in 10 years. Oh, brother. Yeah, I think I think the way inflation works is that the purchasing power halves every 10 years or something like that. So, you know, $1 million now would be equivalent to about $2 million in 10 years. Yeah. I mean, if um, you had the million now, you might be able to turn it into $10 million in 10 years. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. risk associated no. with that. I would just take the $10 million just to step the short Yeah, thing. I, don't, I don't trust myself to yeah. invest it properly. I'd take $10 million in 10 years. <laughs> Think of all the debt you could rack up in that 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> that would be so good. Oh, i got a payday coming in 10 years. Don't worry, really. Yeah, I'm sure people are going to give you shit. How many, imagine how many IOUs you'd have with a strip club. <laughs> <laughs> Strippers, funnily enough, don't take IOUs. Not that I'd know that, but... No matter how many times I've asked. All right, that's, uh, that was a nice easy one. Yeah. Uh, Lachlan, do you want to play number two? <laughs> Dr. Nick Riviera. Remember me? <laughs> well, if it isn't my old friend, Mr. McGregor, with a leg for an arm and an arm for a leg. Oh no! 
<laughs> okay, so this is this is a three part one. Uh-huh. All right. So, number one, would you rather miss one arm and one leg? So you've got one arm and one leg. Yeah. That's uh-huh. it. Yep. Or you're Mr. McGreg. You know, you've got one arm in the place of leg a leg for an and arm one and leg arm in the place leg. of an yep. arm. Do I get to choose? Yeah. Or, which arm? And which leg? Or or you still have both arms and both legs, but both your arms are where your legs are supposed to be and oh. both your legs are where your arms are supposed to be. You'd be like a chimpanzee. <laughs> um, Foreshadowing there. <laughs> I think I'd go... I'd go... Um, I'd, I'd go Mr. McGreg. Mr. McGreg. <laughs> I go leg for an arm and arm for a leg. I just feel like it's the halfway point between those options. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why it's the worst. <laughs> um, you know, I'll go one arm, one leg, because I feel like the rate at which prosthetics oh. are uh, Brad, evolving. You're handicapping yourself. Yeah, but I'm getting paid $10 million in 10 years, so I can get some Actually, I could. Yeah, I could... I can 3D print you prosthetics. That's yeah, uh, exactly. within the scope of the Whereas, scope of the technology. If you've ever seen anyone with a deformity, the way people look at them in public is so much worse oh, than having Jesus a limb rust. <laughs> <laughs> you could, co- yeah, you could, you could cover up missing an arm and a leg, couldn't you? Well, I mean, yeah, you you get a prosthetic eventually. So yeah, I was thinking that one, and I also thought um, that it would be great for your. Um, just your sense of humor and your comedy, because you could just walk around and you could just always say, "Oh, do you like my hat? It cost me an arm." Oh, <laughs> 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 yeah, okay. just never get old. I changed my mind. I want yeah. that one. <laughs> it would never get old. You could probably be a stand-up just on that one joke. Uh, shit. <laughs> Fuck it. Uh, okay, number three. Lachlan. Oh god. <laughs> Chimp shadow. Oh Jesus! <laughs> okay, so uh, if you've got a if you've got a good ear there, you would have heard the Jaws music with a bit of a chimp screech on top oh, of it. Oh no! <laughs> Fantastic editing, Bradley. Oh no! Uh, I've got to watch Bradley's face when I read this one out. Um, would you rather swim through a regulation Olympic-sized swimming pool with a great white shark in it, or <laughs> get your arm ripped off by a chimpanzee? Oh! <laughs> So what I'm imagining, what I'm imagining here is that like there's a chimp in an enclosure, and you're totally safe from the chimp, but you have to reach your arm no. into the enclosure, oh. and then you just, well, it's they're going to rip, rip it off. You've been you've been so listening to too much Joe Rogan, Morgs. I you're not going to die, but your arm's coming off. I am. I'd, I'd take the chimp for sure. I am a slow swimmer. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, the the great white shark's going to kill you. The yeah, chip, you it just lose won't. an arm. It well, definitely will. No, it probably won't. It's, no. it's an Olympic like, size pool, thinking- right? So if it wanted to kill you, there's no way to hide. That's oh, right. If it wanted to kill you, but also dead. if it you killed, are, but you it doesn't want to kill sharks, you. You're on the shark's turf. If it killed me, though, it would be quick. Whereas <laughs> having my arm ripped off by a chimp would be anything but. I'm gonna go for <laughs> a swim. I'm that. going for a swim. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> no way. And I fucking am terrified of being attacked by a shark, but. No. The thought of having my arm physically ripped off my body is just so much worse. Nah, I'm taking the chimp every day of the week. Oh, that is a brave call. I, I'm not, I'm not getting in the I, pool with a shark. Now, I, I'm no shark expert. I'm as close as you can be to a shark expert, but I'm not a shark expert. <laughs> but I don't think the shark would attack you. I just think if it did, you're fucked. Yeah. But 
it probably wouldn't attack you because it's, you know, and it might just take a bite of your leg and go, oh, no, I don't like that. Like, shark attacks Mm -hmm. are actually pretty rarely fatal. And if they're fatal, it's not because the shark eats you. It's because you can't get to safety in time. You bleed out. Well, So, you're not going to die, I don't think, if if you're in the- um, I feel like shark attacks would be much more common if they were all in swimming pools. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. so, my, my answer is I think the shark wouldn't attack you, um, so it's the better idea, but I just- I don't think my legs would work yeah, if no, I got in a no, pool. You I can't get in a pool with a shark. It would just traumatize me for life, so yeah, I just yeah. let a chip rip my arm off. Okay. Right. <laughs> if you did get in the pool, though, would you try and swim fast and hope, or would you try and move slowly across the pool as to oh, not- Oh, so it doesn't- it doesn't yeah. see you? Yeah. <laughs> I would- I It's would. not a T-Rex. It is. The C C Rex. C Rex. I would. I would go on my back and do that survival stroke because I think if you oh, spread yeah. out, oh yeah, you're try and make like yourself. A, if you look as seal like as possible, absolutely, that's a solid strategy. <laughs> no, no, if you if you spread out and look like a star, you're not going to look like a seal. Just look like, like a, a sun baking seal on the top of the ocean. You, that is a terrible <laughs> strategy. All right. Well, what are you going to do, Mr. Badass? You going to swim to the bottom and fight the shark? Yeah, exactly. Hello. No, I am going to shit myself profusely and probably <laughs> and die. And use but- that to propel you to the edge of the pool. <laughs> I, I honestly, I don't know what strategy I would have, but it, either way, I don't think it's going to happen. I'd probably die. <laughs> At least I can just hope okay. that it's quick. Like, hopefully it gets me by the head or something. <laughs> the chip wouldn't kill you. You just swim, wouldn't be swim able to into the shark. Yeah, but it would be painful. I wish I was dead. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alright, like, do you want to play number four? If you're homeless, just buy a house. <laughs> <laughs> Advice to live by. Uh, okay, so Shannon told me this one a while ago. Uh-huh. She asked me, would you rather lick a homeless man's face oh. or let a homeless man lick your face? Oh, I'd let a homeless man lick my face. Mm. It, se- it seems like it seems like the obvious one. It seems like you let him yeah. lick your face, but then he's got to get all up in your face. Whereas yeah. I think that's a little more invasive if someone's getting up in your face. Whereas yeah, if you're in control, I don't wanna... you're- which one yeah. has the le- less chance of me ending up with like some sort of homeless face aids? <laughs> uh, it's like equal. Yeah, I mean. I think you have face HIV first. And then <laughs> yeah, you're you're, you're pretty germophobic, aren't you, Brad? Well, it's just I don't want I don't want diseases, man. And I don't know what <laughs> would be worse, having him lick me, and I know that he's gonna have this festy ass mouth because mouths are just disgusting in general. <laughs> um, but then yeah, licking but the his- outside of a homeless man's face. I can only imagine if he's been sleeping in the garbage. Like, yeah, do you uh, want his homeless face grease in your mouth? No, I'll probably get some like super staph infection or something. Ugh. Like resistant. Maybe fucking. Maybe they've been drinking so much alcohol that their mouth is sterilized. Sterilized, yeah. Like, Sterile, yeah. Nah, I'd let them lick my face. I probably. I want to make sure that if he licked my face, that there was no broken skin, <laughs> like anywhere <laughs> in my face. Like if I had a cut, and that's not happening. Um. Yeah, I probably let him lick my face, but not not happy about it. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, Lachlan, number five. You're in big trouble, though, pal. I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. <laughs> you <laughs> eat pieces of shit for breakfast? Oh, no. no. It's going to be about <laughs> eating shit, isn't it? Oh, no. <laughs> okay, would you rather <laughs> eat 30 grams of your own shit Ugh. or drink 600 mils of someone else's urine? Oh, ah. 
So for our American listeners, one ounce of urine shit or 20 ounces of someone else's urine. So 600 mils, like a full bottle. Yeah, drinking a Coke. Or let's say a Mountain Dew. Looks do more I, like do I get Dew. to pick the person whose piss it is? <laughs> you can fucking I, sick fuck. Can I, can I pick like a supermodel's piss? I just feel like that'd be better than- <laughs> I, th- I feel like I'd be happier drinking a hot person's piss than like an ugly person's piss. You know, can I drink it straight from the tap, or does it have to be out of? Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> right? I just call that a Saturday night if it's straight from the tap. All right, so. I'm gonna, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna drink the piss. Animal. I'm gonna drink the piss. You bad girls in it. I don't think oh, physically yeah, yeah, I'd be capable of swallowing the shit. Just, I would vomit immediately. I'd just, I'd get, I'd find someone that's very well hydrated, and I'd, I'd drink the piss. Thirty grams is only like half a Mars oh, bar. It's not, half a Mars yeah, bar of shit is half a Mars bar of fucking shit. Yeah, that's it's shit though. Like it may as well be yeah. half a ton. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about that. I just don't think I could physically eat it. Like as soon as it went into my mouth, I would vomit. Yeah, I think. Yeah, <laughs> Whereas the so. urine, you'd quite <laughs> <it> quite pleasant. <laughs> I've drank a lot of things that I'm not proud of, but oh, I can do God, it. Oh, Brad! <laughs> I'm just saying. I think liquid would be Brad, easy to deal with. I wouldn't have Brad, to chew the piss. Have you have you drank piss before? Though. Have I drank piss before? Only my own, for survival reasons. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I was really thirsty, and it was just too far away from a tap. So you know, <laughs> of course, I haven't drank piss before. <laughs> Fucking hell! I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. <laughs> I like to invade, engage in a little piss play, you know, every now and then. Who doesn't? <sighs> Golden showers. So you're both you're both going with the pit. Yeah. Yep. What are you going with, Morgs? Uh I think I could eat my own crap. Oh, but Morgs, you're a you're a super taster though. It'll be even worse for you. <laughs> well, it's gonna be bad either way, isn't it? So with my superpower. Mm, that's true. Um That is true. It's a blessing and a curse. Alright, so, <laughs> right, so we got one more. Last one. Lachlan, do you want to play the other? People let me tell you about my best friend. Now, a man's best friend is his dog. Oh, no. So, would you rather kill, prepare, and eat your own pet? Oh no! Nah. That means your cat. Lachlan, that means your dog. Nah. Or the other thing. Never eat meat again. <laughs> never eat meat again. Never eat meat again. So no question. T- you, your ticket to eating meat again is to kill, prepare, nah. and eat your own pet. Nah, couldn't do it. Brad, your cat. Oh. <laughs> You wouldn't do it like that? No, no. You'd become I, a vegetarian. I, no, I would absolutely become a vegetarian. Don't get me wrong. And you know, man. you know how much I love eating meat. Like, you know, I'm a, I'm a fucking carnivore. But no, I, I couldn't do it. Listen, uh, before you take it off the table, the fact that Brad is even thinking about it, <laughs> is, it just shows how much more love a dog has to give than a cat. Like, no, you know, I'm thinking about. Uh, any any pet like I, I used to have a border collie and I'm still thinking I had border collie for 15 years. Lots of meals out of him. What I'm oh. thinking is if it was a goldfish, I would do it. But oh man, if it was a bird, I'd do it. Before, if it was a bird, I'm but just I saying we need we need to logic this out because you know an animal lives for like <laughs> 10, 10 to fifteen years, but you can't eat yeah. meat for the rest of your life. Oh my yeah, god, like you live till you're a hundred. Yeah, that's fine. Your dog's gonna die in ten years, and then after it's dead, you're gonna be like, well. Not really getting anything out of that bucket anymore. <laughs> nah, but do by that same token, friend. by that same token, there is no way I could. I don't think I could kill my cat. This I just couldn't do it. I, I it's just Barry Lachlan's liberator. 
No, but then I have to gut it and prepare. Nah. Oh, man. You got me all kinds of fucked up. Can I kill Lachlan's dogs? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> I'd kill Lachlan's Let's dogs. Do oh. Before they kill you. Fucking hate you, bro. <laughs> yeah, but they're not my dogs. Fucking scumbag. <laughs> That's a so long time to, to not have meat. It's a long time. Like, I never have a brisket, never have lamb. Never- oh, my God. No hamburgers. So many things have meat in them that are delicious. All right, Brad, what are you going to do? <sighs> I just couldn't kill my cat. <laughs> Fuck. I could eat it if someone else killed it. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's just meat. Could you prepare it? Could- no, nah, I couldn't gut it. I couldn't do anything that was, like, I couldn't look at it while it was happening. So, if someone okay. just served so- you steaks made of your cat, you'd eat them. But yeah, you but it meant that I couldn't had prepare to- them yourself. Yeah, if, I, if it meant that I could keep eating meat for the rest of my life, no. the alternative is that I wasn't. Look, you're saying if I killed your dog, prepared it, and I said, look, your dog's dead. It's not coming back. Nah. You know, suck it up. Nah. It's sad. But here's a sausage. Eat it, and you can keep eating meat. You wouldn't do it? Well. Yeah, you know you would. Yeah, if I hadn't killed it and prepared Like, if you just yeah, that's what I'm meat, saying. Just the prepared meat in front of me, I, yeah. Yeah, I would. Because that's, that's just yeah. utilitarian. Yeah. I'll barbecue yeah. at your place. But I, it's, uh, I, I, I it's a waste of meat. Otherwise, you don't want to let it go to waste. <laughs> you know? I, I couldn't. I couldn't kill or prepare. I'd be very cat. upset with you if you did that. By the way, oh, you get it. Next time you eat like a juicy rib or something, you'd be like, oh, okay, I guess. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, um, yeah, yeah I, I I'd have to I go. I don't have a pet. Vegetarian. I don't have a pet anymore. But um, my mum and dad have cats. I definitely kill a cat. <laughs> um, I'd be okay with that. Uh, we used to have dogs. I don't think I would have killed either of the nah, two dogs. Couldn't have killed Patchy. No, or Pixie. Pixie's a kitty. Um, I reckon if you caught me, but the cats, yeah, probably the cats. You caught actually one of the cats is really really fat now. So oh yeah, crazy. Yeah, of food out of that. Good eating. There's good eating. A lot of a lot of fat on that cat as well. So <laughs> you know it's going to baste up nice. <laughs> I'll tell you what though, if you ask me this question into Dim Sims. If you, you ask me this question at six thirty in the morning when my cat's meowing like a fucking cunt because it wants food. <laughs> Maybe I get a different answer. But Or when you or like when you're really super drunk and you're walking past the kebab stand. <laughs> Where's that fucking cat? Yeah, the other <laughs> the end of that spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, okay, so that, that was the six. That was the yeah, six. Would you they, they were good. They were good. Yep. Yeah, I think that the the sign of a good would you rather is when people uh, pick, you know, don't pick the same one all the time. Yeah. So I think I got you guys. I think yeah. I got you guys yeah. um, being different on a few of them. Yeah. So. I think you did well. Yeah, feel good about that. Yeah, if anyone wants to, you know, anyone who's listening wants to get involved, leave some comments or something about what, we, what yeah, you'd rather tell us, do. Tell us which yeah. one you would rather. Oh. Yeah, and I thought. Hey, this is a good. This is a good way. Of, we're always telling people: tell your friends, tell your friends to listen, and yeah. now you can say to them, "Would you rather swim through a swimming pool with a shark in it, or get your arm ripped off by a chimp?" And when they go, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" You say, "I heard it on this podcast." <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so it's time for everybody's favorite segment: Morgan's movie review. Morgan. 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 Morgan's movie review. All right, guys, so in honor of Wildcard, I've decided to do something a little bit different tonight, and I'm getting my fiance Shannon, to do a Whoa. guest Morgan's uh, movie review. Welcome. Uh, so, we watched together one of my favorite films that she hadn't seen before, so she's going to do a movie review. Uh-huh. Hello, Shannon. 
Yeah, hey, Shane. Hello. Jaws is a 1975 American thriller film directed by Steven Spielberg based on Peter Benchley's 1974 novel of the same name. Immediately, you are taken by the theme tune and put on the edge of your seat. The Jaws theme will go down in history as one of the most memorable and suspenseful pieces of music ever created, Uh surpassed only by the theme for Morgan's movie review, written and performed (laughs) by yours truly. (laughs) Unfortunately, the movie was slightly less exciting uh, and may have been made for a 1975 attention span instead of my millennial one. (laughs) It started off exciting. A concerned citizen rings the police, reporting that nine-year-olds are karateing a picket fence. <laughs> Who are these tiny ninjas? How many of them are there? What is their beef with the fence? Did they have a troubled childhood, leading them to resent the picket fence, which we all have come to see as the embodiment of a happy family life? <laughs> Unfortunately, we will never know, as the plot then deviates and begins to focus heavily on a big shark. <laughs> From there, there's a fishing trip, some sea shanties, and a whole lot of blood. Overall, a good performance by all, oh, but not oh, my fave. Damn it. Six out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're not going to correct her as aggressively as you've corrected her, uh, She knows. Because he knows I'm trolling. I'm smart she, she knows exactly what she's done. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, when we watched the movie together on the um, afterwards, Shannon was like, you know, that was really good. I really want to know what happened to those kids dropping <laughs> <laughs> the fence. It's like some old lady in the police station who's like, oh, these kids are karate chopping the fence. Oh. So, so you're telling me, Shane, you'd never seen Jaws before? No. Nah. Well. Bits, but not the whole. Mm. Yeah, I'm in six, the same boat. Six out of ten, that's it. You've never seen, you've never seen Jaws? Like I haven't seen the full thing, no. Well, if you watch it, don't get too involved in the karate defense <laughs> storyline because it's nothing but disappointing. Oh, my God. Should have been a post credit scene. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the fence lived heavily ever after, for anyone who's wondering. They didn't address that in the sequel or the, the threequel or the, the one after. Oh, we'll like, have to what find are they up to? Like Jaws 8 like I was burned too, too bad by the first, so I don't know if I can... <laughs> Uh, I've seen Jaws like ten times. I've seen Jaws two once. I think, and I'll probably, yeah, I'll probably only ever see it once. <laughs> good job, Shane. Well done. Thank you. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Thank you. I, I think probably the best Morgs movie review we've ever had. No. <laughs> I would say so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the best yes Morgs movie review we've ever had. Yeah, right, guys. <laughs> All right, and uh, okay. So, Brad, do you want to take us out with your power rankings? Yes, I do. Power rankings. Now, in honor of Sebuku, Sebuku, Sudoku, <laughs> this week's <laughs> power rankings are top five worst methods of execution. So oh, good God. Strap yourself in, boys, because this even <laughs> horrified me. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, Try this me. is going to be bad. <laughs> oh, is it bad? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to warn anyone who who can't handle visual descriptions of things yeah, to just is, check me. out right now. That's yeah, me. I know you have to stay though, which is why that's I right. You're stuck. Can- <laughs> are you, Brad? Are you gonna? Are these actual methods that have been used before? Or are you just picking yes. up some sick shit? All right. No, these are actual methods that have been used. Before. Yeah. Oh. 
<clears throat> Some of them were very common as well, which is doubly disturbing. All right, roll on uh, then, number five. <laughs> number five. Let's get it over with. Come on, smash it is out. Is referred to as blowing from a gun. What? Uh, that sounds too bad. I know this sounds kind of bad. Nah, but it it's right. so much worse. <laughs> Please explain. The gun in this instance is actually a cannon, and it's sure as shit not going to blow on you gently. <laughs> the convicted person it was strapped to the front of a cannon after a blank. Blank cartridge or grape oh. shot was loaded. Oh, no. Oh. Back against the barrel. Oh. And then they just fired it. That's going to leave a bruise. This isn't some, like, colonial era shit either. The most recent example of this being used comes from the animals in Afghanistan in 1930. They wow. killed 11 people that day this way. Whoa. Now, the only reason this one isn't higher is because it's mercifully quick compared to what's coming. Yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Rolling Number in. four, keel hauling. Oh, yeah, keel hauling sucks. Yeah. I've heard of the term keel haul before, but I always thought it was some jovial pirate term like <laughs> landlubber or walk the plank. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, was I fucking wrong. <laughs> to keel haul someone is to loop a rope under the boat and then haul someone under the keel of the boat mm-hmm. from the other side. And, it, uh, and if you're really unlucky, from front to back. Yeah. More often than not, this resulted in drowning. But for those who did survive, they were often severely cut by the barnacles and other debris on the bottom yeah. of the ship and would usually die from infection. Oh, God. Number three, scaphism. What's scaphism? Oh, this sounds terrible. <laughs> this is some serious shit. Scaphism, or the boats, involved trapping a person in a small person-sized oh, boat. Oh, no, I've heard of this. With only their ter- torso uh, and their arms and legs, uh, with only their torso covered, sorry, by another boat-like lid, right? So their head, neck, and legs are visible. <clears throat> the person was then force-fed honey and milk, covered what? in the honey and milk, and pushed into a river to be eaten alive by insects and animals. <clears throat> There are some accounts of people being kept alive for weeks like this. Wow. Because they would come back and feed them water and everything. And they would literally start to rot on the inside out. Yeah. Uh, Get all eaten by bugs and stuff. Come on. (laughs) All right. Number two, the breaking wheel. Being broken by the wheel is just like it sounds. Sounds like a dominatrix It's kind of dominatrixy, actually. (laughs) The convicted person was first splayed out on an X-shaped piece of timber that had intermittent ridges, like the frets of a guitar. So, you know, those bumps that Uh work their way up the the neck? Yep, that's a fret. Um, These ridges were triangle-shaped and were designed to break your limbs in multiple places. So, they would crush down on you with a wheel until those parts of your body snapped. Ouch. Right. Uh, Once this was accomplished, though... They usually delivered a death blow, but for people they especially hated, uh, they would then weave them into a a cart-like wheel and hoist them up above their heads and leave them there until they died. There are some accounts of people living braided on these wheels Uh, for up to four days. You can't do that. Uh, That's not allowed. And number one, boys. You know it's big if it topped this other shit. Yeah. (laughs) The Vikings are to thank for this nasty piece of work. It's called the Bloody Blood Eagle. The Blood and Eagle. For anyone who's a bit iffy, this is your last chance to sleep tonight, all right? Oh, Brad. There are only two accounts of this ever being oh, performed. Oh, no. That 
Performed fucking one? hell. Execute me now. <laughs> if it's too fucked up for the Vikings who practice rape as a sport, you know oh, it's bad. Stop dragging oh, this out. God. Just fucking... <laughs> Put us out of this misery. And my misery. The blood eagle involved cutting through the skin on a victim's back right by their spine and peeling it back. Then cutting through the ribs on both sides. Oh, no. Before pulling the lungs through the back to create a pair of bloody wings. Why would. Who thinks of that? I warned you. And it is undoubtedly the worst way to be executed. Fuck me. Power rankings. Worst five methods of execution. People or animals confirmed. Oh, that's horrible. Uh, Get me a liberator. Um, I don't trust anyone. Horrible. The only way you can like feel okay with all this stuff is if you think that they were exclusively doing it to like the worst people, like pedophiles and stuff like that. But But they know it's because somebody was like, "Oh, you know, I'm I'm not sure the Pope really knows what he's all on about." All right. Fucking get him on the wheel. I think, I think those lungs would look great as a pair of wings. Ah. Uh, when I, I read about I, that, I was like, uh, oh. I don't like that. Like, um, um, you know me, I'm a pretty metal dude, but uh, <laughs> I, uh, I don't, I don't like that. Yeah, no, that even I was like, that is oh God, too man. gnarly for me. I'm not playing Seems as the pictures- in Age of Vampires anymore. It's just that, mm-hmm. you know, disgust <laughs> animals. <laughs> No more long words yeah. for me. All the raping and pillaging and murdering was fine in your books. It's just they went too far with the blood eagle. Yes. Oh, shit. Are you trying to make me quit the podcast, Brent? <laughs> <laughs> I am just seeing how far I can push you. I don't want you to actually leave, but, I, I, you know, I want to see where the line is. <laughs> you want to push me to the absolute limit. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, fuck you. Uh, that Mate. is... The gloves were off after the furries episode. I am not pulling punches. <laughs> oh, come on. That furries yeah, is a bit furries of Furries wasn't that bad. Come on, Brad. Uh, <laughs> hey. That's annoying. Bloody- it's not terrifying. <laughs> the old lug wings isn't too far, I don't think. Oh, definitely. I'm is. sure you didn't have trouble sleeping after the furries episode. I have trouble sleeping every night since. <laughs> Knowing that those degenerates are Trouble sleeping just because of, you know, the kind of way, the way you live your life. Anyway, thank you, everyone, for listening. We appreciate it. Please continue to listen. Um, hopefully, I have not been arrested before the next episode. Um, that'd be nice. Remember, hashtag free Lachlan if I do get sent to jail. Uh, Let's get it trending. <laughs> that's right. You can go back and listen to all of our previous episodes. Uh, you'll find them on our SoundCloud and anywhere else you get your podcast. But you also find them at Brad is Bad Person. Dot com. Uh, you can find links to all of our social media. Please like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, please also share our episodes with your friends. I think they'll enjoy them. Maybe not the power rankings that you've just listened to, but other than that, tell them not to listen to this episode. Tell them to listen to our other that, episodes. And actually, play the, just play the Would You Rather with them. Yeah, play the Would You Rather. <laughs> skip the last 10 minutes of this episode, though. Um, <laughs> If you'd like to support Brad is a Bad Person, you head over to paypal.me slash Brad is a Bad Person. Uh, give us a couple of bucks, buy us a beer, or sponsor an episode if you'd like to, and we will talk about whatever you want. We are not doing a full episode on the Bloody Eagle. I, I just, uh. I'll, I'll refund your money. I refuse. 
<laughs> if you don't want to do that, you can head to our iTunes page, which is linked in the description below, uh, and you can rate and review us, which really helps us out, gets us in front of more people, um, which will get us up the charts on the trending and it's just it's just a snowball once you get the more listeners it gets in front of more people so you get more listeners so it gets in front of more people you see how it works they're hitting joe rogan numbers in no time that's right (laughs) that's right so uh again thank you for listening and uh we will see you you ever done dmt or hear you (laughs) no you'll hear us in our next episode